Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yeah, I think he would actually be a great fit with New York, and here's why. Oh, my gosh. Why do you want to Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson? Absolutely. Pay him a million dollars and let him resurrect his career. <laughs> I actually have experience with this. Vinny Testaverde got cut by the Baltimore Ravens. We signed him in June and went to the championship game that year. Where, where else is he going to go? He has to resurrect his career. So if you have to sit for a year, why not sit behind one of the greatest of all times and then be a free agent again? He's 36 years old. No one's going to hand him a starting job. He's going to have to be a backup somewhere. The, the Florham Park would be like the real husbands of Hollywood. If you have Aaron Rodgers Man, and Russell Wilson. You would have to put them back on hard knocks. <laughs> you have, have to. to right. do it again. You would have to. Mike Tenenbaum on ESPN's Get Up. Russell Wilson, how about to the Jets? The big story of the weekend from the NFL about quarterback. There's a little bit of buzz of Cousins to Atlanta. Yep. Cousins. His wife is from there, I guess. Yeah. The other one, though, is that it appears the Steelers are going to go with either Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph. All right. Now, why would Good you do them? Why would you say that? Not only that, they can't decide between the two. Why would you say that? Why would you close the door? I mean, I'm sure they're not actually closing the door, right? Could they have conversations about Fields and maybe Russell Wilson, maybe a draft pick? They could. Jerry Dulac is the Steelers reporter that mm. has reported this, that the Steelers appear to be torn between Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett. Okay. Great. That sounds like being torn between Lossman and Edwards, right? You're just living in that spot of... Wow, that's such a good comparison. It really yeah, is. It's, it a, is. it's a first that's rounder so that didn't do much and a third rounder, and what are we doing here? Yeah. Arthur Smith with one of those two guys. Okay, good luck. Warren Sharp, I saw say, not a serious franchise. I saw a stat this weekend that they only have since... Ben Roethlisberger retired. They have 25 passing touchdowns. Yes. 25. And they've made the playoffs. It's not fair that they've been allowed to make the playoffs. But I'm very glad to see this is where they're at. They just don't know. They have no clue. No clue what wins. If they think Pickett and Rudolph. Oh, we just can't decide. These guys are both so good. Rudolph doesn't even have a contract. That would have to imply that they're in, they're real impressed by him. Think of that. The guy's a free agent. He can go anywhere. You aren't tied to him. It's not like he's, oh, he'll be back because he's under contract. You'd have to actively bring him back to the team. And you were that impressed in three games in his fourth season? 
It's not like he hasn't been there. Right. It's not like some, some newfound, like, oh, we just threw this guy in, see what happened. He played games for them in 2019. And the two years after that. So I don't know. I don't know what they thought. Mason Mason Rudolph had so much power that he changed their opinion in three weeks at the end of that career. If you're if you're in a spot where a quarterback that quickly with that resume can convince you that he should be the starting quarterback for week one of the next year, I mean, it should tell you everything you need to know about Tomlin Steelers right now. Also, internal division, not Tomlin Steelers with that culture. <laughs> That's right. No That's internal right. division there ever. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Got a wide receiver idea of the day. Maybe we should revisit one we talked about at the end of last week. Dan Graziano, ESPN, is writing about the Brandon Ayuk situation. Mm -hmm. Here's what he writes. Given the way the rest of the wide receiver market still hasn't shaken out, it's going to be very difficult for the Niners to navigate this offseason. They could use help at every offensive line position other than left tackle. They need to replace older vets. They probably have to do something about linebacker. But here's what he writes for Ayuk as the most likely outcome. To me, the most likely way this shakes out is Ayuk ends up getting traded to a team where he's the clear number one wideout, where he can get the extension he wants, leaving the Niners to draft his replacement in the first round. That's the cleanest way for them to address all their other needs. I see San Francisco extending uh, Hafanga and coming mm-hmm. to some sort of arrangement with Juszczyk and Greenlaw keeps them around that leaves the Niners to run it back with the same basic core, some upgrades in key spots, and Ayuk cheering them on from afar. Dan Graziano thinks Ayuk's getting traded. Wow. Now, if you missed it last week, my take on Ayuk is this. This is the next Diggs trade. He is going to be what Diggs was, is here. Mm -hmm. He was a great player, not used as much as he could be. And if a team decides, we'll give you a first-round pick for Brandon Ayuk, which would be a good idea for a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it a good idea for the Bills? All right, let, me, let me chew on this for a minute. It's well, the, in a vacuum, yes. right. A, it's, a, it's, just, it's just figuring out the money after the fact. Right? Yes, to a degree. Here's the problem. There's still a, there's still a problem here. Like Diggs and his money exists. This is the only actual reasonable replacement for Diggs that's I mean, Ben mentioned, I haven't seen anybody mention him to the Bills as a realistic option. But for anybody out there that wants to talk about moving on from Diggs, and the easy response is an immediate, what on earth are you going to do with number one receiver? This is a viable plan. That. It's the only one. It's a more viable plan than Mike Evans, than Mm -hmm. Calvin Ridley, than T. Higgins, is Ayuk. Mm -hmm. He's better than them all. He's a true number one who is, he's Diggs. He's the number one receiver in the NFL in yards per target and only got targeted 105 times. Get him 150 targets, you'll get 1,800 yards. Like Ayuk on a team that will throw it is a cheat code. He is awesome. He's young. He's awesome. He's going to get a big contract. So, boy, Joe, how am I spinning this for the Bills? They call. They offer 28, if that's even enough. They traded 20 for Diggs and brought him here and got him signed to a contract. Mm-hmm. You trade for Ayuk. You give him the twenty eighth pick. It's probably not enough. You, ex- you give him twenty eight and Shakir. You extend him and lower his cap hit this year, so you can fit him and Diggs at the same time. Then you move on from Diggs next year, and Ayuk is your new number one. And in the process, you draft a number two in the second round. Like to me, well, it, the, yeah. it's it's a lot of work. And I was going back and forth with a few people on this on Twitter, where 
you could you could do the money. Greg Thompson, cover one, actually did a mock contract for Ayuk, how you could make it work. And you could do it. But you probably can't give him as much money up front as other teams. And everything everything for me, Joe, always circles right back to your best plan is to just keep Stefan Diggs, have him continue to be very good, have Shakir continue to be very good, and draft a receiver in the first round. And you should be very good. You could move heaven and earth if you want to, or you could take a very easy, reasonable, not giving up assets, not giving up big money way, and just draft one in the first round, Brian Thomas Jr. Or, you know, maybe second round, who knows where these guys all slide in, like mm-hmm. Javon Baker. There are good options outside the top three that are cheap, that'll come in, that'll contribute. Ayuk is a tremendous player, and if he were on the Bills, it would translate to, it would honestly be the next Diggs trade for me because Diggs was one of my favorite players to watch before he came here. And Ayuk is on the short list of that for me. Like the, My only other receiver I like watching more than him might be Amonra St. Brown. Mm-hmm. That guy's unbelievably fun to watch, and he's not about to get traded. So Ayuk's a great idea. It would just it would, it would involve a symphony from Brandon Bean to get all those pieces, all those working parts in place. Well, let me ask a question. What, what made trading for Diggs a first-round pick when they did it? What made that better a better idea than just drafting one? Uh, the guarantee that you were going to get it right. Right. That would be what you're doing with Ayuk. Yes. And at that time, why they traded for Diggs, they didn't have a number one wide receiver in the building for the next, not just that year, for years. They didn't have that guy in the building. How different is that right now? Very. You, you might think you have that for this year, It is, but you. I, I feel like it's a similar enough spot where I don't know who their number one receiver is three years from now. I in, hope in, it's a first-round pick guy, but right, the the same theory would be put into place of I'm trading the 22nd pick for Diggs because I'm eliminating the risk. I'm eliminating some fact that I miss on the pick or whatever. Or there's not a guy there. I am just locking in. This guy's great. He's my number one wide receiver for the next five years. That would be exactly what you're doing by trading for Brandon Ayuk. You would eliminate all risk of... You'd pay three, for it. You'd pay for it in a big way, yep. but... That would be the same mentality of, I don't know who my number one wide receiver is down the road here. I don't know who my number one wide receiver is long term. And I'm going to draft a guy and hope that that guy's the guy. I still like that idea a ton. But if I do that for Brandon Ayuk, I know it. I know the answer for five years. The funny thing about Ayuk, it's a little bit of irony here. Because as you lay out that trade, like the Diggs-Jefferson trade, you'll have some people say, well, you probably should have just stayed put and drafted Jefferson. Which we should all raise our hand and say, oh, really? The Bills, who... Clearly, take- that's the guy that also wants Mahomes. That right. guy's got well, it. That guy's got a, a, a Bills team in his head with Mahomes throwing passes to Justin Jefferson. But that's that's in the world where the Bills just you know draft receivers high, which we've seen they don't do. Hopefully, until this year. Do you know the receiver that was taken right after Jefferson? Uh, I know. Wasn't re- the guy before him Jalen Rager? That's right. I don't remember who went after him. No, Ayuk. Was it really? He was, he was three picks later. <laughs> So what you're saying is they probably would have got it right if they just said. Even if they didn't get Jefferson, they might have taken. Who went it. after Ayuk? Wasn't it like a three more really good guys? T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, so, and uh, Lavisca Chenault. Okay, so they probably were going to end up with a pretty darn good guy anyway. But they, again, they, well, no. What's, what, what? Let's be real. What, what would they probably have done? Hold on, let me go through the draft here. After Justin Jefferson was uh, linebacker Kenneth Murray, they would have done that. 
Or they would have taken corner uh, I Jeff. I don't know. They, they would have taken corner Jeff Gladney. You think if they didn't trade for Diggs, they weren't picking a receiver there? Wasn't the Diggs trade them showing that we needed a receiver? Yes, because one became available. And it was obvious. They've needed a receiver for three years. But they knew then they needed a number one receiver. If okay. they didn't find their way to a veteran, I I don't know. I, I feel pretty confident they that had, they knew that they needed a number one some way or another. They had Cole Beasley and John Brown off the street, and right. what did they do in last year's draft? They did not draft a receiver until the fifth round. Brown, who, by the way, I looked, Brown's year before they traded for Diggs was very similar to the year Diggs just had. Brown had 115 targets. 1,060 yards and six touchdowns. And Diggs just had on 160 targets, 1,100 yards, 83, and then eight touchdowns. So they had a guy that was pretty good. Like John Brown was not Diggs, didn't have the track record of Diggs, but the season he was coming off of was was pretty good. But you can do better. And that's kind of what just happened with Diggs a little bit. It's That was a pretty good year by Diggs. It's very different in that it was split one first half versus second half. But... I think there's merit to it. I think, and I also, I don't know. I think they would have done it if they hadn't traded for Diggs. They would have drafted one of those receivers. I'm not convinced at all. In the face of needing receiver badly, they continue to not take one. This year, they're finally going to do it. But I would not be convinced at all they would have taken a receiver. No way. Yeah. I got. I sorry, just taking the two seconds. I gotta take a picture of this Jerry Judy for Zach Wilson trade that they're now they've got a graphic for it. Yeah. They've got a graphic for it. Oh, it's so good. So back to the Ayuk idea and the Diggs idea. Like, here's the other part of it. So, it's not just a. Again, I I can't really get the Bills to get to that spot because it's so many moving parts. If they do this, they have to give Ayuk massive money, and sure, they can move some of that into future years, but it's still a big hit this year, no matter what. I think the cap hit. Let me, let me pull up what it was that that Greg had it at this uh, mock contract. Because other teams are going to be able to offer more. Teams that aren't strapped on the cap, right? Teams that aren't in that spot. And other teams are going to be able to, I don't know, be more willing to part with some of their assets or just, it's going to be tough. I, I don't I don't see an IUK trade as an actual realistic thing for the, for the Bills. So let me ask you, how many teams is it realistic for then? The teams that, are, that have rookie quarterback contracts? Mm, probably. Houston. I wouldn't do it if I'm Houston because I'm already I'm, I'm borderline set at receiver. I know, man, but if I do that, if I'm Houston, I feel like the I, best I am, I am in football. I'm coming after the Chiefs if I do that, right? Yep. That if I like- walk into next year with Brandon Ayuk, Nico Collins, and Tank Dell, who is coming off an injury, but I saw a report this weekend he'll be good by OTA, so he's he's doing fine there. I man, I would if I'm Houston, I would love that idea because. That's me taking a step towards being one of these elite, unstoppable teams. I'm, I'm the Bengals now, at least, right? How are the Bengals been great? They have an elite franchise quarterback with three really good wide receivers. And if I'm the Texans, I, I think I walk in knowing I'm the same thing next year if I do that. Um, so that's just one team. I, it probably does have to be a team, though, with a rookie quarterback contract. Which, by the way, is the 49ers. Which is why it just doesn't make sense to me that they just wouldn't do that. They wouldn't just pay him. He's great. It. I don't know about him being disgruntled. It sounds like to me a lot of the reporting and the talk about him is that the, one, the only reason you're giving him to be disgruntled is you're not paying him. So just pay him. Pay him like the elite receiver that he is and you don't have to move this guy off the roster and then kind of start from scratch 
behind Debo Samuel at wide receiver. But I feel like it's got to be a team with a rookie quarterback contract that's going to do it. If they do it. Speaking of that, seen a little bit of Mike Evans chatter to Carolina. Which is nuts, mm. right? Yeah. Carolina doesn't have receivers, but why would anybody... Is that the, is that the least desirable team to go to right now? Carolina? Especially yes, for... Definitely. How old is Mike Evans? 31? 32? Like, he's going into probably his last big contract. He's going to go to... He's going to go to Carolina to do what? Win five games? Six games? I don't see it. They'll do something desperate, though, because they need a receiver badly. One, one thing on that, though, about like Evans to Carolina, you might want to try and convince him to come here. How effective can the Bills be on come here to win? Still effective. I don't think there's any doubt about that, right? But if you go back to, I don't know, a couple years ago, is J.J. Watt my best example? Is Beckham my example that I want here? Like Beckham signs in Baltimore, and there was probably a little bit of a, oh, I thought you wanted a chance to win, right? Bills fans had the opportunity to go puff your chest out. Hey, if you want to come win a Super Bowl, come here. Kansas City can definitely claim that. Who's the second best team right now to claim that? Come here if you want to win. In the entire NFL. Because I do think for a good two years, the Bills would have been a popular answer at number two. And Mm -hmm. would you put them at number two right now for that? I'm not saying they should be very far down the list. Bucky Brooks listed eight Super Bowl windows (laughs) in his article and left the Bills out of it, not in the top eight. Uh, Like, come here if you want to win. The list used to be Kansas City, Buffalo, Philly, had a couple good strong years. San Francisco. San Francisco. And right about now, if let's say there's two teams working on a receiver. It's Mike Evans or it's... You know, you're trying to get a, a veteran to come, and the, the final piece is chance to win. It's the Bills and the Lions. Who's mm-hmm. got the better argument? Probably the Bills because of Josh Allen. I think it's because of Allen. Okay, it's the Bills and the Bengals. It's the Bills and the Texans. It's the Bills and I throw out a couple more Baltimore. I just I don't I don't know how effective the come here if you want to win bill's argument is it's probably still pretty good but it doesn't look like the clear number two or one b that it felt like two years ago Mm -hmm. well they did it right they got von yeah von they paid von more than dallas we know for sure because von said that but they got von because of who they had become and because of allen and because of the desire to want to win another super bowl can they do that again i mean what is if Mike Evans is getting courted by the Bills and he's got to take less money to come here, but the the idea is what we're going to sell you on, your chance to win a Super Bowl is going to be a lot higher here than certainly Carolina. Who's Isn't he calling Von Miller? I'm not saying it's going poorly, but it will maybe be up to some of those guys. Like, how's it going here? Like, oh, yeah, you should totally do this. Like, we're going to win. We're close. There's a belief here in that. I would hope they wouldn't read into the Diggs thing without knowing, maybe texting him first about that, because Diggs even said he was a part of the reason that Vaughn came here. That he I don't know if he would have said the word recruited, but Vaughn did talk about on a podcast that he would have talked to Diggs before signing with the Bills. So that's another element of if if it's out there in the winds, even if it's un and if it, it's unfounded that Diggs is unhappy and wants out. Like I would hope Mike Evans 
would reach out to him first and be like, all that's BS, and you should definitely come here because we're that close. Yeah. It'll come down to player recruitment, I think, as much as anything. Player recruitment is how they got Beckham in the building. You might need Vaughn. Can he, he's got $20 million on the cap, and I don't trust him to get a lot of sacks next year, so maybe one of the benefits of still having him here would be go get us one of these top players you've been trying to get us for two years. Free agency starts less than a month. Combines next week. Free agency, Mar- the legal tampering is March 11th to 13th. Legal tampering. Legal yeah, tampering. Wait. Set the calendar for legal tampering. Yeah, I'm excited for it. 803-0550. Meanwhile, tomorrow is the uh, opening of the franchise tag window. Yes, which is why, where all this started because it sounds like Evans is not going to get tagged by the by the Bucks. Yep. T. Higgins likely to get franchise tagged. Have you seen anything on Michael Pittman for that? No. How do they not tag him? Everything I read about Michael Pittman includes a little blurb in there about how the Colts expect to lose him, and I don't understand how they would possibly let that happen. The tag is $21.3 million. They should pay him that. What, like I don't even understand why they wouldn't. He's young. He's 26. He's great. Uh, I mean, you're not even making the long-term commitment. That would be a weird one if he uh, if he went to market because he's very good. 803-0550. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Josh tells us this is the 1988 Daytona 500 theme. Does the Daytona 500 have a theme? Like a current one? Or is it... Um, like for the broadcast, I'm sure they have something. Like the they? Masters has a song. Yeah. Do they just use the Fox Sports theme that's for everything? That's what I'm wondering. Daytona 500 today at 4 o'clock. It got pushed off because of the weather. All right. On a Monday. President's Day. Most people are off. Monday are race. most people off? Some people are. I don't know. We're not. We're not. We're here. Um, the race also being at four. I guess it's close enough to if you are working. 
maybe you're getting off in time. I don't know that I can name you a Daytona 500 winner from like the last five years. When's the last time Jimmy Johnson won? Or Jeff Gordon? Jeff Gordon. That's you're, way that's way long. You're ago. going you're going back there. That's too long ago. Last year, okay, no, I know what these people are. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. last year. Mm-hmm. Austin Sindrick, the year before that. Didn't have that. Denny Hamlin, two years in a row. Denny Hamlin, excuse me, two years in a row. Kurt Busch, Danny Hamlin, Joey Pagano, Dale Earnhardt Jr. This is a stat that race you know, race car folks will know that maybe the average person or non-race car person doesn't know. Do you know how many times Dale Earnhardt won Daytona? No. Senior? Like four. Would be my guess. Part of well, first off, he died at age forty nine. Like he died at, at the Daytona five hundred. Yep. But his uh his all time wins. They pull up all of his wins because he's you know he's a legend and mm-hmm. the reason I I think about it is because I'm thinking back to all of our conversations about can he win the big one? Can Josh prove he can do? In these races, there's you know like, what forty cars. He has seventy six victories. Earnhardt seventh all time, all time leader in race victories at Daytona International Speedway with thirty four. He won the Daytona 500 in 1998. One time. That's it? But he's the all-time leader in wins at, at the, the racetrack? Yeah. yeah. 26 career wins, two stand apart, 2004 and 2014 Daytona 500. Sorry, won it twice. But it took him a long time mm-hmm. to ultimately win it. Versus Richard Petty, who had seven. Wait, sorry. My, my Googling is now... He didn't win 2004, 2014. That was junior. My Googling on this and having this stat right at the ready is mixing senior and junior. <laughs> so when you, just type oh, okay. in, yeah. Yeah. when you type in Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins, uh, Earnhardt won consecutive titles on three separate occasions, 76 victories, seventh all-time. Yeah, but just that one. Like He, he would have been another where if NASCAR had a social media machine, like, can this guy win the big one? That's it's, it's every sport. And then he did. Yeah, he's fine. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Anyway, Daytona today, if you want it. After the Saber game, yeah, nineteen ninety eight Daytona five hundred for Dale. Um, Saber game. Here's a fun stat for you: of goalies that have played thirty games or more, mm-hmm. where does Uka Pekka Lukanen rank in pretty much everything? Goals saved above expected. Goals saved above expected per sixty. I don't know which which stat you want here. Does he rank like he does he rank kind of like in the teens somewhere? I'm oh. betting like a middle of the road starting goalie on the season, like not quite Vesna nominee season, but he's not one of the wor- the, the the lesser starters of the guys that have played 30 games. 30. Yeah, how many have played 30 games? Do you have? Um, I mean, the list I'm on has 27 goalies have played 30 okay. games. So about one per team. He's 10th. Okay. Ukapakalukin on goals save above expected is above Vasilevsky. Yep. Sorokin. Yep. Shesterkin. I was going to say Shesterkin's down there a little bit this year. Stuart Skinner. Yeah. He's ahead of Ottinger. These are all really good. UC Soros, Philip Gustafson. Like, he's 10th among guys that have played as many games as he has. I, I put the, the limiter on 30 games because that's how many games Lukanen's played 30. Mm hmm. And if you go to some of the other stats, like who knows? Like you've got so many advanced stats. Whichever one you might like. Do you like quality starts? Mm-hmm. Do you like uh, goal save above expected? The, That's he, the one I look at the most okay. usually. Yep, he's in great shape, and he might even be the yep. best saber at that in the last five years. 
Goal saved over expected? Yeah. I know he's number one in the league since December 1st. Or January 1st, maybe, let me look, look at that before. But in either the last month or two months, he's like, and goal saved above expected, the number one goalie in hockey. Yeah. I've got him at Money Puck, so goal saved above expected. With the, the game minimum being 10 games, you have 69 goalies that qualify, and he's 23rd. So, kind of the same thing, right? Like, you've got more goalies in there that have played fewer games. The reason I bring that up, though, out of 69 goalies... You know where Devin Levi is? 37th. Like, not bad at all. Like, middle of the road. Better than... He's better than Igor Shosturkin on the season. He's better than Stuart Skinner, who just won like 10 games in a row. He's better than Jake Ottinger on the season. Marc-Andre Fleury. UC Saros. Like, I, I, I saw a lot of this weekend... I don't remember what it was in reference to. This is why Levi should have been in Rochester all along. Maybe that's right. I'm not, like, thinking that that's just, of course, not over. But he's having a completely normal season for a 21-year-old. He's been... Well, for a 21-year-old. For a 20... But but that's what he is, right? Like Right, right. But but should you have been doing that with a 21-year-old? That's what I was getting to. The pl- They're almost lucky Lukanen's had this year. The Sabres' plan was not Ukapeka Lukanen. Here's how they came out this season. Lukanen has turned into this revelation. He's been very good for them. Their first six games of the year, they went Levi, 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 Comrie, Comrie. And the, UPL and then, wasn't even in the rotation. And, and did UPL play because Levi was hurt? Levi was hurt. Levi got hurt against Calgary, his fourth start. Then they played Comrie in back-to-back games, and then they got to Lukanen. And at the end of last year, Lukanen not only wasn't playing over Levi, Comrie was the one they were putting on the bench. Lukanen wasn't even dressing. Yeah. So I don't want to take all credit away from them. I was saying they should have waived him. So luckily they didn't do that. But they did not act like their plan this season was that this was about to happen with Ukapeka Lukanen. Because, again, it took till game seven of the season before they finally got to him. And by that point, they were two and four. Not to say that's like where the season ended. It's after six no, games. No, but, but if. It, it might be as, it might be stupid to do it, but if you'd gotten Lucan in goaltending in those six games, mm-hmm. you might be, you know, five points out of a playoff spot. Maybe. I mean, Levi wasn't horrid to start the season, right? No, he's, I mean, he's, he's fine. At the end of the day, again, his numbers, at least by goal saved over expected, he's just been average. Yeah. An average NHL goaltender as a 21-year-old rookie. And then he's going down to Rochester. This is what it was in reference to. Uh, the he should have been in Rochester all along. He had another big win for Rochester on Saturday, and his numbers in Rochester are really excellent. Good. So it's a good sign. He's playing well down there, really good down there. He's played at an average level in the NHL. So I'm liking this Lukanen story too, but I just don't know where they are at goalie wise. They'll have to pay Lukanen. He's at RFA. Yep. That'll be interesting to see like how that money goes off of. What, a half of a good year? Yeah. Three quarters of a good year? And if you want, and Andrew Peters mentioned on his podcast that they are they were looking at number one goaltenders, hmm. even still with Lukanen having this season. I don't know. That's that that gets to right anything should be on the table. Sa- You're having this season, nobody is safe. Sabres and Ducks today. In Extendo Sports, we'll talk about the potential for the greatest tiebreaker there is to decide. A major championship. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. Guaranteed.
WGR Sports Radio 550, 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. Okay, so over the weekend we had the Genesis Invitational, the NBA All-Star Skills Competition and All-Star Game. We had a rained-out Daytona 500 that got moved to today. We also had some good action in the Premier League. Man City tied Chelsea, which is a loss. Let's go, Chelsea. It's a loss in the race for them. Yep, that's two points lost. Yeah, and every point lost is big. So the funny thing is, in the last two weeks, Joe's a Liverpool fan. They're in first place by two points over Arsenal, my favorite team. And then Man City has a game in hand, and they're four points out of first, two points behind Arsenal. That's not what we're talking about. That's not important right now. They will each play 13 more games. And they're all the three teams are separated by four points. If City wins their game in hand, it's three teams separated by two points mm-hmm. with 13 games remaining. Goal differential is the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Arsenal's last two games, they just went 11-plus on goal differential and now lead. 5 nothing and 6 nothing. Yeah. Nil, sorry. 6-0. Maybe it was 5-1. Either way, I think it was 5 nothing, 6 nothing. Anyway. Yeah, it was. They have yep. screamed at the top of the goal differential, which is great. Because the absolute best case scenario for Psycho is on Championship Sunday. Every team plays at the same time. There's no Monday Night Football, no Saturday. Everybody's playing at the same time. The Premier League does not want you knowing what you need to get. Go play. Mm-hmm. It is possible that any one of three teams could be alive for the title on the last game of the season it is also possible it could come down none of them play each other and it's very possible that it could come down to goal differential where for 90 minutes arsenal plays everton and liverpool plays wolves and city plays west ham one of the outcomes is whoever scores the most goals wins in their yeah. game and a 90 minute window of, window of watching these three games yeah where the live table goes crazy as they're just trying to score as many goals as possible would be amazing. It would be insane. It would be nuts. Yeah. Also, as a viewing experience, it would be. It, it would be on. I mean, do you want a red zone for that, or do you want three different TVs? I think I want three different TVs for that. Yeah. Watching I mean, Championship Sunday two years ago, Liverpool's scenario there was they were in second, City was in first. They needed to win and just have City lose. That was it. And City got down one nothing in the they game. They got down two nothing mm. to Aston Villa. I will never forgive Aston Villa. They were in the second half up two nothing, and I'm at a Liverpool's backer, Liverpool backer bar, and we're like, we're all oh, they're going to win the league. Like here we go, just hang on. We were at a point where. This is this is a f- interesting experience. Your team is playing right now to win a championship, and we're all turned to the other screen because they're up. They're up. What three one on Wolves? They're good. They're yep. they're gonna they're gonna beat them. We are all glued to City and their game as they slowly picked apart Villa and came back and won. Very sad experience. But that was with two games that you cared about. I can't I can't imagine having three. I would need like three t- all around me and just like a, a, a swivel chair where I can just yeah. like go in a circle like the whole time. And it, it might even be that, you know, sometimes you, just like when the Bills win and the Bengals lose and the Bills go to the playoffs, you might have that scenario where yeah. you need a Liverpool win and a City loss. It really, that would be, that's exciting as it is, or a tie and a win. But just, but the goals won. If it comes down the, to like, the, they're, they're all even on points, it's going to come down to goals. Yeah. And as one, an Everton. As, as an Everton fan, too, 
That game could also mean for Everton, Arsenal. Relegation. Could mean relegation. They're yep. currently in a relegation position. They've never been relegated out of the Premier League. They're in the relegation zone because of the 10-point penalty right. that they got. Yeah, Everton's never been relegated. There have been six teams that have never been relegated. Yeah, they're, they're one of them. Yeah. I, I don't know the other five, though. You, you know relegated under the current format. You know what else it could mean? Everton, their big rivals are Liverpool. They play in the same right. city. They're in Liverpool. Their stadiums are like super close to each other. How's an Everton fan going to feel about, <laughs> do we want to score here? Like, no, like, all right, our, they play Arsenal? Yeah. All right, City's out. What, something happened, they're out. So now it's Liverpool and Arsenal. Liverpool's ahead. And basically, an Everton fan knows, if we score a goal here, Liverpool wins the title. But we, if we lose... We don't want to do that. And how much... How much sportsmanship do you get from the Everton manager? Let's say they're safe from relegation. Yeah. Do you knowing how crazy rivalries are over there? It's nothing like here. No. Right. I mean, I might want to guess Everton fans if their manager if they scored a goal to like give the the title to Liverpool would want their manager fired. <laughs> that is if they're safe from relegation, of course. I don't like this. I want a different team playing our. This is like how Sh- there's going to be some shenanigans. The- I can already feel it. They're gonna, they're going to play their B team because they just don't. They want to give Liverpool any chance. The closest comparison is over here. Is hey, the Steelers are playing the Ravens in the last week of the season. Won't Baltimore be up for that game? No, not at all. They don't care. You know they've got bigger fish to fry. And they, of course, on their way to the playoffs. In the Premier League, there's no playoffs, so your last game of the season. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yeah. Today, Everton plays Crystal Palace. Big one for the relegation zone. If they win, it puts Crystal Palace closer. They're in 16th right now. Yeah, and puts Luton Town in the relegation zone. Luton oh, Town. Pasco Luton Town. Luton Town played Man United this weekend, another game I, I watched a good chunk of. And watching a game from Luton Town is like watching a game from a high school gym. <laughs> the camera is so close to the field, and it, you, you get dizzy. The thing is swinging back and forth. You're looking straight. It was not built for HD You're looking television. straight down onto a player when they're on the touchline right by the by yeah. the camera. Holy cow. It's It's amazing. So small, and that place is raucous. They've whatever they put on some some pesky performances against some of the bigger clubs, and uh, they lost to Man United. All right, I've done it. I've I've created a Sabers lineup, created only of players that scored goals that Yarmir Yager assisted on. You ready? He assisted on twelve. Twelve former Sabers scored goals that Yager assisted on. You've got Briere. You've got Drury. And you've got Barnes down the middle. Okay. You've got Barnaby and Brad Boyce. You've got Zubris and Mike Greer. I can't wait to find out the goalie that assisted on a... Unfortunately, there's no goalie. But you can't do one that he assisted on the Yager goal as opposed to Yager assisted him? I... i got to figure out. i got to email Stathead. Stathead will give me the goal... Will give me the players that scored on goals that Yager assisted on, but they won't let me do it in reverse. They won't tell me who has the most assists all time, for instance, hmm. on Yager. I mean, it's probably Lemieux. But, right, for the Sabre guys, can't find it. You'd have to put them in individually. Like, I know Derek Roy did, but Mike Ramsey, Brian Campbell also on this list. 
Wasn't there a stat that you had once in here that he had played with someone in the Stanley Cup Finals like every year for like three decades? Yes. It's crazy. Go to you want to wa- go want to see something crazy today on the internet? Go to Yarmir Yager's uh, hockey DB page. Go look at his how long the page is. <laughs> you have to scroll down like four times because it is still going. He has four points this season in fifteen games. It's four Who's more. he playing for? The Cladno Knights. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know how to say it, but I it's think the I'm Knights. assuming it's Cladno. <laughs> we we never got a chance to get to the Vince Carter dunk competition oh. from two thousand. Which you claimed I didn't know about. I, I only asked if you knew about that dunk contest. Like knowing Vince Carter dunks is one thing. When he did that dunk contest with Tracy McGrady, it was just like the peak of the dunk contest. However, somebody did point out that a few years back, is it Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon? Yes, was that was an a good unbelievably was good, a good dunk con- contest also. Yes. Yep. Is, that right? is that who it was? Zach it was. Levine? Yeah, those two. But Vince Carter dunk contest, like the absolute peak. Again, that's also the year 2000. I'm 20. 20 at the time, 21. So maybe I was just vibing that. It's awesome. The spinning donks. He put his entire elbow inside the rim. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And the cool thing about the dunk contest, maybe the best part of that high, the highlight package of Vince Carter winning the 2000 dunk contest, count the Hall of Famers. Because what like you, that are participating? That are just watching. Oh, they're watching. Well, the, like I, I always remember the clip of Shaq, like with his mouth open and the he's got the, a camcorder. Cam yeah. And there's Isaiah Thomas, and there's everybody who's anybody is there to see him. Just mash. It was awesome. So cool. All right, the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show is coming up next. Uh, Sal, live from KeyBank Center. It's a Sabers game day, twelve thirty against the. Anaheim Ducks. We're back tomorrow. We'll recap it. We'll speak with head coach Don Granado about the win or loss or whatever happens. You know, that's how it goes as the Sabres uh, hit the home stretch of the season here. It's also franchise tag window opening tomorrow. So maybe some news on that. Not expecting anybody from the Bills, of course. Cheers. We'll back tomorrow here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.